January 28th, 2021, and you're listening to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation, and I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and with me, finally, after I delayed us by a month and a half, um, I have two guests with me. I have George, the Howitzer Gerbo. You may have heard of him on this very platform, or his own platform, the Howitzer and Buzzsaw Show. And then also, I have my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Matt Love Robinson with me. So they're here, and Marcus is going to take over the show, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. But I have something I want to do first, but George, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, Kellen. Good to be back. Glad to be back as always. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking good in like another room of your house that I've never seen. Every time that you're on here, you got a different background. It is different. This I'm back in I'm back in uh, Northern Virginia for for a bit. Uh, oh, okay. Now, now that it's safe to return here because the safe, crazy air quotes, crazy, crazy yeah crazy people have uh, GTFO'd. So, um, but yeah, yeah, this <laughs> is the normal setup uh, <laughs> as it Amen. should be. Amen. When I'm not back in West Virginia, so okay. And Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson, how are you, big dog? Oof, I'm doing, doing okay, man. I'm trying to maintain, you know, uh, keeping busy, keeping in contact. Uh, can do a bit of better job doing both, but we still out here. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, so before we get started, I just want to take the time to bestow someone with an honor here because. What we're going to do here tonight is every year, normally in December, me and Marcus will sit down and record the um, what we call our numbers on the board episode. And the first time we did was like our year recap. And then it's kind of just become this free flowing conversation about different things that happened. Well, 2020 was not a regular year. And so we're going to talk about some 2020 things. So we're going to be recording our numbers on the board episode right now along with our year in sports podcast, which we kind of started last year with Gerbo when we did the decade in sports. And I figured why not have George come on and talk about the year in sports with us. And then mostly George, because of your outstanding contributions to the pod last year um, with uh, the Warriors book and then Ethan being on and you uh, just being a presence when, uh, when I couldn't be here. Um, I think me and Marcus both agree that uh, we'd like to, make you another semi-regular co-host of oh, wow. Nation, if that's okay oh man absolutely i was i was gonna i was gonna say just like special correspondent is fine but no that's, <laughs> that's good <laughs> no, we, we, we want to give you the real deal buddy we want to give you the real deal because we feel like you deserve it i appreciate no, i'm honored i appreciate it i accept that's that's awesome thank you thank you you're welcome so i i just wanted to officially make you the, <laughs> the second semi-regular co-host and I, I wouldn't going to do that without Marcus's permission, of course. So, yes. So here we are. Numbers on the board slash the year on sports. So I made the topics, but as Marcus always does, he comes in and cleans up my mess. So he has made this a little bit more usable for for everybody. So, Marcus, I'm going to pass the topics to you, sir. And um, we can go ahead and get into the proceedings, get the proceedings proceeding. 
No problem, man. No problem. So we are going to kind of start the conversation off uh, tonight with, you know, just some sports topics. Um, Looking back at 2020, uh, it was definitely an interesting year for sports, to say the very least. Uh, But we're going to chop it up to kind of find some good moments and not so good moments uh, from last year. Uh, But then also, once we're kind of done talking about the sports, we're going to pivot to, you know, just some, you know, uh, personal shit because you know, you know, you got to get the if you want the medicine, you got to get the candy. So we'll get the candy yeah. first. Uh, so to kick things off, so last year for 2020, uh, George, mm-hmm. kick us off. So 2020, you know, crazy year with you know, COVID and then we stopping and starting off and on, off and on. Um, but you know, a lot of sports, uh, actually all the sports leagues, uh, to us, my knowledge, you know, they all finished their leagues. Um, they all ended with the champion in some way, shape or form. Um, but from all the different leagues from last year, what would you say would be the game of the year last year? Um, this one was a little bit easy for me and I got, you know, I got my notes here because when Kellen sent out the the call for it, I did, uh, you know, I sat down and thought everything out so I didn't forget it. Um, and smart re- man. Re- That's re- a smart re- man right there. Down. Um, the one that it's kind of the last, you know, whatever we're going to call the, the before times, um, B BC before COVID, um, Super Bowl 44, um, was, the last major event that we had in the country, I want to say, you know, with no disrespect to like NHL and NBA games that happened in between there, but um, man, what a, you had, you had Kansas city in that game down 10 points in the fourth quarter. You had San Francisco who looked like a juggernaut all year um, with Jimmy Garoppolo and the chiefs I mean, being, the chiefs being able him and his beautiful flow head of hair that he's got, uh, and, the, and she's being able to come back from 10 points down in the fourth quarter uh, game in Miami. That was just kind of his. That was awful. You know why? Because I hate the Chiefs. No. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, man. Go ahead. I'm a Raiders fan. I was born to hate that's, the Chiefs. I don't care. That's right. Right. Uh, it was kind of, you know, Patrick Mahomes' coronation, basically. Fuck um, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Bro, relax, relax, no. bro. You wish he was a fucking Raider. That's what it is. He would be Super trash if he was on the Raiders. I already know this. This is just how life goes when is you're a Raiders kinda, fan. Is it kind of like my sports jinx? If I if I want a team to win and I look at them for the first time all year, they lose. Apparently so, because you ruined the Packers. Apparently. I did. I totally did. Good I'm job. sorry. But hey. Raider, uh, Rams fans thank me next season when he's in fucking LA slinging it <laughs> to the Super Bowl against Pat Mahomes. Oh my god, man! Yeah, guy. on that note, let's let's get back to happier times, George. Yeah, the Super Bowl was super dope, though. I agree. Yeah, Super Bowl was pretty good. I, I kind of, uh, am off, I was off like the NFL season, the 2019, 2020 season. Um, but I watched, I, I watched most of the playoffs and that game was pretty exceptional. Um, for me, for the game of the year, uh, I'm going to take it to the NBA and I'm going to go. It's, I have two picks, one, a funny ass pick and 
a Please second one my, it's game my five real the answer. Finals. <laughs> well, my real answer is game five of the NBA Finals. And how that was, even though LeBron and the Lakers lost, you know, that game was, I would say, definitely probably the best, well, one of the best NBA games of that season. Um, they had, you know, big competition, big coming out party for it. It's, it's weird kind of say it was a coming out party for Jimmy Butler because if you follow the NBA, like, you know the talent Jimmy had, but he'd never gone toe-to-toe with, like, the best team on the best stage you know, in his career and in that kind of like pressure. And he put the entire team on his back. Like, you know, everyone knows the meme of like him bent over in exhaustion. And even from that pitch, you can tell like they were not going to win the next game because he wouldn't have carried them to the next game. But like that game five was like, even in the, in the LeBron loss, I would say it's one of the, best games that he had in in all his finals career you know he he definitely put the team on his back when a lot of other team a lot of pieces were kind of failing him but in the fourth quarter when he was continually attacking the basket and attacking the basket and then on that last drive when he attacked and then the heat sunk in on him and he dished it out to uh to Danny Green Danny Green missed a shot obviously but just the way that LeBron in year 17, he commanded that attention and that respect, you know, it's something going to be, I'm definitely going to remember. Um, and it was kind of funny because they, they tried to wear the Kobe jerseys. Yeah, they did. Kobe jerseys. And, you know, they kind of, they kind of jinxed themselves. I guess the thing <laughs> with the Knights jinxing, you know, they jinxed themselves out of that, you know, when they could have just did this, I think they were going to do the Sunday whites, but that's neither here nor there, but um, but yeah, I would say that's my serious pick for game of the year. But um, <laughs> my silly pick for game of the year is the L.A. Cappers blowing Game Seven against the Denver Nuggets. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, playoff was, P. Oh my God! I don't want to hear about playoff P ever again in my life. Like now, this season he's having like a quasi MVP season or whatever. But fuck all that. We're talking about last season, like yeah. This guy was the the fucking worst. Like it's and it's so wild. Like everyone knew that. Well, quote unquote, knew that it was it, Western Conference Finals going to be Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers. Like they were egging it on. Like the Clippers themselves they were egging it on all season. You know, everyone was waiting for it, and then they nutted up when it came down to it and then the the game seven collapse you know it, it, like, it was it was fucking hilarious because it's like yep. other other than Kawhi, you know majority of the team was not battle tested like doc rivers has an interesting career like he's a he's a champion coach but it's it's a really bit iffy for you know a lot of his seasons. This season he's doing like a really great job with Philadelphia. I'm actually really happy about that. Um, but you know that last season with the Clippers, you know these motherfuckers were Hollywood. When, <laughs> like it's it's like the like the 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 billboards of like <laughs> street lights over spotlights. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll 
I always laugh at that kind of self-seriousness when it's not really warranted, but but yeah, man, that's what a fucking wreck. <laughs> it's fun when it's when it's not even close. Like that game wasn't even close. You know, no, they, just, they, they, got, they got ran out. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't show up in the second half. They just put some bodies out there. Uh that that was a remarkable fail by the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So good job yeah. by you, Clippers. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at frightfulfret.net Don't forget. Uh, so my uh, game of the year, um, it's it's close to Marcus's, but uh, mine would be game six in NBA Finals um, when uh, LeBron and the Lakers won that championship. Reason being, um, not only did LeBron win his um, fourth NBA championship, and it successfully completed the bubble which nobody knew going in if this shit was going to work by shipping all these players to to um disney world for a while and letting them kind of stay apart and hope it was going to work they successfully pulled it off they managed to complete the season that we for several months didn't think we were going to get and then for the lakers and uh, every all, all the other teams honestly to be put in those conditions and it come down to the Lakers, who we expected, and then the Miami Heat of all people, carried by the homie Jimmy Butler. Um, it it was never a dull moment in that bubble. And like Marcus said, the Heat left it all on the floor in game five. Game six wasn't wasn't really ever in doubt. But uh seeing LeBron and the Lakers bring it home and especially after the motion everything that happened uh last January with the Lakers and then they turn out to win the championship. Um and then LeBron just notch another um, put another notch in the bedpost, so to speak. Uh, it was it was definitely a highlight for me. So now, that's my that's my game of the year. Now you said there was never a dull moment in the bubble, brother. The Wizards were in the bubble. <laughs> like they, other than the last game. Yes, we're going to get into this. Then. Oh, and other seven. Than, other that than Boston the last game. game, they didn't. They didn't win a single scrimmage game. They didn't. They, like, is that was an embarrassment? <laughs> embarrassment. Boston so already crazy. had their position sewn up, and they got a mercy win going out there against Boston. Like so they, sad. they could have just not include. You know, I know they drew the line to include. Hey, my Bulls didn't even make the bubble, so <laughs> there's that. I, I just think that the only reason the Wizards were allowed to go, like, only because they were <laughs> banking on Bill being. They were banking on Bill going, and they were praying for a miracle that Wall would play, which I think if those two would have played, that would have been very, very interesting. But at the moment that they dropped out, the NBA should have did a press release. Like, uh, we sent you guys an early version. Uh, it was a typo. We went. We were actually <laughs> meant to put the 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 we we like the Washington, you know, federal government. And the laws that they create 
and they pass a law that says the Wizards cannot come within 100 miles of the Orlando <laughs> bubble. So they were just, it was a way, it was literally like, you know, the bubble was one thing. You, everyone, like, you can kind of extrapolate the resources and the time and the money to use to the bubble. The Wizards were literally wasted <laughs> resources, man. Like, it's, there's no other way to cut it. Wow. The league wanted to let Phoenix in so they could, you know, do their thing and dazzle everybody. So if you're going to do it on that side, well, we got to invite a team from the East. Well, I guess it's Washington. And then there you go. So you, you had to bounce it out, I guess. And they and they ran, and at least Phoenix ran the gauntlets. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> like they they didn't lose the a game gauntlet. and missed the playoffs anyway. I mean, which I know people were really mad about that, but it's like, other teams still had to lose too, so right. I wasn't necessarily mad about that. I I would have took them over the LA Cappers. I don't know that for damn sure, <laughs> but but no, nah, man. Like I mean, that's the whole thing about the any sort of playoff format, in regardless of the sport. Like you can win these games, but other people have to be worse than you to get in. So it it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly right. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I Even with the Wizards getting in, though, I mean, I really didn't think we we're going to get any sports for a while. Like, and so for the NBA to still figure it out, I know it was money driven at the end of the day, but for them to still figure out a way to get them players down there to play, um, even if we had to deal with the Wizards for a couple of weeks, I mean, that's not my team. Um, they put the Bulls in there. I might have felt a little hurt, but I don't expect much out of the Bulls anymore. Uh, I'm glad we got rid of um, Garpax, so I can't really be too mad. I don't like um, that we hired what's his face billy donovan is that the bulls coach now whatever <laughs> i just have to remember the glory days yeah man now uh speaking of the glory days um coming up to sports moment of the year um i kind of i feel like we should kind of preference this and make it like with an asterisk um i think we can all kind of agree the moment of the year uh, was the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant and mm, the passengers yeah. on the helicopter that he was riding, which is a terrible tragedy. Um, we definitely miss Kobe and, yeah. you know, our hearts go out to the families that were affected, you know, by the terrible crash for sports moment though. Kind of want to let's, let's kind of, like I said, put a, like an asterisk on it. And we know what the real answer is, but outside of that horrific moment, Kellen, what would you say uh, would be your sports moment of the year? Um, even though I I was very kind of panicked about it at the time it happened, um, I'd say that the NBA boycott and the WNBA, the WNBA boycott too. I don't want to leave them out. Both boycotts for both leagues was a huge moment. Because um, we talked about it when we did the emergency pod markets, like there had never been a a work stoppage for those reasons, um, for yeah. because of the way that we're treated in America, essentially, and for the Bucks uh, to take that stand that night, and then the Magic follow suit, and then the rest of the um, bubble teams to follow suit, that was huge. But the WNBA, man, they like I had just gotten home. From work and I, I had complained like I'd saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh man, they're gonna close the bubble because of this. This sucks. Blah blah blah. And then I get on um ESPN just to see what they're reporting on, and it's not the NBA. It's literally those um those women in the WNBA bubble, 
and they they went out there with their Jacob Blake shirts on, and they literally, um, they they just told her what it was. It's like, look, this man was just shot in his back eight times, and we don't know what's going to happen by a police officer for no reason, and we're going to take a stand, and we're we're not playing, and the. WNBA gets swept under the rug with all this because the NBA decided to do the same thing and took like a two-day or three-day break, whatever it ended up being. But they were the first ones to really step to the plate and go out there and make the demonstration that needed to be made that this is bigger than sports and because these are our people and this is how we're treated in America, um, there's no way we're going out here and entertaining y'all while this is still occurring. So uh, that was very powerful once I wrapped my head around it and stop being in my feelings about it. And I feel like that was a major moment in sports. And even though ultimately it didn't last very long and they finished both, both leagues finished out their seasons, obviously um, I still think it was a a great step that needed to be taken, especially in the tumultuous year that was 2020. Yeah, man. I, I mean, you you touched on a little bit as far as, the, it it really was kind of a moment and then like that was kind of it i do think it i don't think it necessarily overshadows the importance of that moment i per, i do personally wish that the players could have at least got together and did a bit more with what their messaging like was and what they actually wanted to happen. Um, but it was still a remarkable moment of, you know, these these employees of this billion-dollar conglomerate, they wanted to make their voices heard and their voices were heard. Um, now, we can, like, hopefully other people and other companies and corporations across the country and across the world can kind of take that as an example of, you know, we're the workforce we are we have vital importance to our companies if we need something to change we need to make our voices heard um but you know but they i'm i'm kind of glad that they i'm i'm glad that they did it i wish it would have had like more lasting results but the moment itself was was pretty impactful oh absolutely um, george what was your what was your moment of the, what was your source moment of the year I've got uh, I've got two um, <clears throat> that are more a- athletically focused, like actual competition focused. But I'll piggyback off of that by saying, add to that the I, th- I think surprise of seeing Roger Goodell actually finally um, kind of apologize to Colin Kaepernick. Um, uh, yeah, for, that's a big for, one for what you know, just like and the way because that league, the NBA is and give credit to Adam Silver and it kind of started with him and the effort the players led um to get Donald Sterling who was a former owner of the Clippers out of the league but um the NFL give give the, the NBA credit is that's the league that is got its ear to the ground as a league better th- uh, yeah. to its players better than the other leagues the NFL's monolithic like ain't going ain't nothing going to knock us off our football money sunday train here and th- whoever or however or however it impacted Roger Goodell in his soul or in his heart or whatever, um, or if even if somebody told him to, but like they did it um, and seeing things like advanced racial justice and then racism and end zones is like not a position you would have thought of four years ago when we were having this thing about standing for the national anthem or not. So it, like in that perspective, like that's like warp speed to me to, to see kind of the, the, the 180 um, that, that the league did uh, on that. Yeah. The, 
the um the my mo uh, to the, the I'll give you the honorable mention here the runner up um I got a love hate relationship with baseball uh this year was fun in baseball because it was stupid like yes. baseball needs more shit Stupidity. baseball needs more goofy <laughs> shit um yeah. like we got a guy on second base it's the ninth inning what are you gonna do you know you're gonna lose because he's gonna score like if you bad pitch he's gonna score guy gets a single he's gonna score it's great um. No, baseball has needed like, uh, you know, defibrillator paddle stuck to itself and and jolted here for a long time. And so we actually got like I find myself, oh, right, I'm going to put the baseball game on because everybody it's goofy. And sometimes the guys are there and it's guys you never heard of. And it was it was goofy. It was it was badly managed, but it was goofy. And I found it entertaining. I don't. It was it wild, man. It was wild. Um, yeah. And so the World Series, which was <clears throat> played in Texas. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> also goofy. And there were some fans. They had fans there, so shout out to you know everybody spread out in the big uh, the new Globe Life uh, Stadium for the for the Rangers. Game four, man. That that's one of the wildest plays I've ever seen. Brett Phillips for yeah. Tampa he hits a single into right field. The guy boots it. They the first run scores to tie the game. Then they th poor Kenta Maeda. The guy throws home. Um, and the catcher thinks he has the ball. He loses the ball. Randy Rosarena falls down coming around third base and like gets up and he runs back, but then he scores and it was just mayhem. Um, and then yeah. Tampa lost the trees, but like that was, that was a really, really, um, cool moment, um, in, in kind of a, uh, a goofy season, but the actual, yeah. the actual moment, the sports moment for me of the year. And it was kind of, I told you the Super Bowl was kind of the last pre- uh, before COVID event that was kind of the big thing we had the bridge to August six, seven months, eight months later that finally felt like sports were back was game four of the Western conference quarterfinals. Luka Doncic stepped back three. Oh my God. Yeah. Dallas Luka's three. Dallas was down by like 20. It's at one point in that game. And you got a double bang from Mike Bream. Like Mike Bream, he was nuts. Like it, that was like shit. Sports <laughs> yes, he back. was. Like, it felt like it felt like we could collectively get behind things that actually felt like competition. And that kind of was the moment of a quarantine sports year in a lot of ways yes. for me. Yes, it was. Yeah. Good call, George. Good yeah, call. that was that was an excellent shot. Like the NBA and even the world the. MLB playoffs, uh, especially the World Series, like going back to your like that that play, like um, baseball is such a controlled sport that you really don't you really don't see that. I remember the first time I watched it being like completely like flabbergasted at what was happening, and then when the swipe tag he did he tried to do the swipe tag, but then the ball wasn't there and. It was it was complete mayhem. It was yeah. it was really great. Uh, I actually I I hope that series would have went to seven, but um, but yeah, man, that was that was a pretty excellent moment. Uh, the the Luca three, um, even um, the Nuggets kid uh, Jamal Murray going off for like what like fifty in the playoffs. Yeah, him uh, and um him and uh, um the um dude from Utah. Um, tra like trading in the first round, like scoring fifty, and the the Jazz blew a three one lead too. Let's not forget about them. So the Nuggets yeah. were like world beaters, but yeah, yeah. Um, playoff mellow actually being being reliable. Like shout out to my man Mello, son. Mm. I love it. Car Carmelo was a better player in the playoffs than fucking 
Paul George. Like, just wrap your head around that. But, <laughs> so there's like the the playoff situations. You know, they were they were pretty pretty good for MLB and NBA. For me, I would say, well, speaking of NBA and how they got to that moment as far as the bubble, I would say for me, the sports moment of the year was finding out that Rudy Gobert contracted COVID. And and it's not and it's not even a fact that he caught it, but that but it was really his cavalier attitude as far as like being safety being safe and having precaution. You know, I still vividly remember him leaving the press conference, not really taking everything seriously, patting down like the microphones and breathing on them while he was leaving like the interview room. And that interview room like was small as fuck and there were reporters in it and everyone was like pretty close to each other. Yeah. And you know, I, and the funny thing is I, I didn't think they would ever, I didn't think they would extend them. I thought they would like, try to get rid of them honestly, because it's like, how do you, <laughs> yeah. How do you kind of build trust between two people when one of them was cavalier with your health? Now, you know, they no, we don't know. I mean, we know that they're playing, but we don't know really like their private, you know, life and how it's affected them. I know in the summer in July, you know, it was kind of reported that Gobert, he still didn't have any taste. Um, Damn. And yeah, so I've he was, well, it was, it was like smelling. I think it was like, he couldn't smell <clears> or whatever, but that's, you know, three months after him, you know, contracting it. So, you know, I think that was the first wake up call to, He's kind of tied to it. Like he, when we think about like the beginning in terms of sports, like his name is the first thing that comes up with it. He's patient zero in sports. Yeah, he's yeah, he really is. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, he he obviously contracted it from somewhere, and I don't I don't think they ever released like the contact tracing or I don't even like it was so early. I don't even know if contact tracing was a thing that early. Like that's kind of wild. And so yeah, I I just think. You know, when the news broke that he caught it, you know, I think that really changed everything. Like, you know, the the game shut down like that night. Um, arenas got, you know, evacuated that night. Um, it led to the formation of the bubble uh, for the NBA. And then it kind of led to even this thinking of, you know, can can professional leagues finish their leagues without bubbles? They can, but all these people are now susceptible to getting the virus and yeah you know that's you know that's kind of the reality of them playing these sports but then still trying to get money like trying to keep their money like you know it's everything after that it's all domino effect and so the the Goldberg news i would say was was my sports moment of the year yeah um definitely the the moment that really hammered home that we were about to experience something we never experienced in our lifetimes before. So, yeah, um, I completely agree. Cause I, I'll never forget. Like um, I turned on ESPN and um, the Pelicans and the Kings, I believe we're getting ready to play and yeah. freaking look, uh, freaking balls out there um, for the Pelicans. He's the only one out there shooting free throws. There's, there's a crowd still in there and ESPN's reporting. They already canceled the game and then he's still out there shooting free throws like a dumbass. Like, dude, like, you you might want to read the room and and get off the court. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's why your brother's better than you already. So whatever. Wow, what a tangent, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, so place tonight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, his brother's better than him, but I mean, <laughs> Lonzo, freaking Lonzo, man. All right. Well, speaking of the the sack town. Kings and the Nolans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pivot to our favorite team. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be the best team, but Mine's the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, because Zion dunks like that's it. <laughs> uh, so, for favorite team, I mean, for twenty, like for twenty twenty, um, the the Wizards, <laughs> the Wizards, and uh, the Wizards, the Wizards are your favorite team. The Wizards, I'm saying enough. The Wizards were legit one of the worst professional organizations in 2020. Um, I How think, so, Marcus? Would you like to elaborate? I think for the calendar year 2020, if you include the scrimmage games and you include the preseason to this NBA season, in total, I think the Washington Wizards only won 13 games last year. I counted, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it was only 13. I got a tweet of Marcus's saved that says something to the effect of the Zards are the new United Nations because I just think they're trying to draft people to curry and gain fans in foreign countries. Like I really think that's it. They got Rui <laughs> from Japan, you know, Japanese background. The Dan, uh, the Danny from uh, played in is Israeli. You know, they're just trying. He's trying to make them into the worldwide wizards because he's got nothing here. They got no nobody wants to yeah. go to the games here. That's why well, I'm opinion know. on that. <laughs> they are the United Nations. Like it's it's. <laughs> oh my God, it's as bad. So the wizards. Like I had to I had to ditch the wizards for obvious for those reasons. And another reason I want to get to in a couple of questions, um, the the caps, uh, caps flamed out in the playoffs. We lost the fucking Barry Trotz in the fucking playoffs. We got smoked by the Islanders. We actually beat the Islanders tonight, six to three. But uh, Barry Trotz got our asses in the playoffs. Uh, the Nats, unfortunately, uh, last season was a bit of a rough one. Um, so I, I always have twenty nineteen, buddy. So. I yes, I definitely have that. I I don't necessarily think I had a favorite team, but I would say the team I most rooted for by default was the LA Lakers. Uh I I wanted to see your 17 LeBron get the chip, man. And yeah, uh and I wish I would have caught I wish I would have caught those expensive ass mama jerseys. Like I the I the funny thing is I came out, they were like, I think they're like $180 or some shit like that. I saw yeah. it and I was like, I can't be paying that. And then like 20 minutes later I immediately regret it because it's I sold out. <laughs> so 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 yeah, like um it's it's so funny like seeing LeBron, LeBron who's like a year and some change older than me. And just knowing that that he's still a professional fucking athlete and one of the best in the league, like it's it's pretty mind blowing. So uh my de facto favorite team of uh twenty twenty was the LA Lakers. Okay. Nice. I respect that. Yeah. George. I'll keep it I'll keep it with basketball. Um we kind of touched on them a little bit. Um Denver Nuggets. Man, that was a fun team. They were a fun um, team. Be fun too. I was so team. scared to go and beat the Lakers, man. 
They beat everybody else. First team in NBA history and sports history, for that matter, to come back twice from down 3-1, both against yeah. uh, Utah and the Clips. So, um, Cappers, make sure you Capper, use the right name. Right. Yeah, um, that was, that was just, you know, Jokic is a fun guy, fellow Serb. He's a fun guy to watch. Uh, and it was just like they were they were having fun. They were It was fun to see. Like you saw some people, you know, there was this debate early on, like, Oh, are these guys really, you know, is it really competition for them? Are they going to be able to get up for it? And like the, the ones that stick out in, you know, obviously the Lakers won it all and they were on a mission and everything, but the sun stick out. Cause those dudes were just like, we ain't got nothing to lose. Let's make the best of it. Yeah. Um, and nuggets stick out. Cause they were just like having fun, you know, and the Mavs too. Yeah. Of course we talked yeah. about them. Yeah. The nuggets and the jazz were, were so equal in that first round that, I, I even though they were down, I was not surprised that they they cut they brought it back to Game Seven, um, but I you know I root for the for the thick boys, so I was really happy <laughs> for Jokic. It was you know he he really held it down. He really held it down, down the for t-shirt. the time. I really enjoyed uh, watching the Heat's run through the Eastern Conference too, because um, I mean they were surprising people. Tyler Hero was playing out of his mind. Jimmy's playing out of his mind, like that whole lineup. Like, I would just w- watch them every single night, and they're just so fun to watch. So when they when they push through Milwaukee like they did, um, I, I I didn't I didn't expect them to beat Milwaukee as soundly as they did, even though I had my own opinions about Giannis. But, um, yeah, they they were a lot of fun to watch for me too. Is Giannis going to come up in a later question? <laughs> Oh shit! The, the tease that was a tease, Kyla. Don't answer. Don't answer. That was a tease. So, are the Heat your favorite team of last year? Um, no, because watching that ragtag Lakers team, <laughs> I say ragtag because on like if when like that, that team was put together, yeah, when that team was put together and uh, when they started in 2019, and everybody's like this, like they got AD, and they're like, okay, they got AD, but who else do they have? And it's like Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo. Um, they added um, Morris later, obviously. Um, they, you just had a band of misfits, and then you had Vogel coaching them. So it's like, like this, this can't really work, can it? And then they were they were making it work up until uh, the pandemic hit. And then when they just got in that bubble, they were just hyper focused, man. Like the, there was no other team that locked in like they did. Um, it was super obvious. Like I've uh, listened to some, some LeBron, uh, some LeBron interviews uh, recently after he's been out, obviously, um, and like he wasn't locked up in jail <laughs> since he got out of the bubble, and he was literally counting the days and just saying like when all the teams were having distractions, like uh, <clears throat> the Rockets, they were. He was basically making sure everybody's on their p's and q's and making sure Javale McGee wouldn't do anything stupid, and it just paid off in the end. So. Uh, the, the Lakers are my favorite team, but I do want to send a special shout out to these Buffalo Bills that just lost an AFC championship game because one, they finally had thrown the Patriots because if the Patriots made the freaking playoffs this year, I would have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> um, and Josh Allen has just been leaps and bounds every single year. He's, he's just proven himself to be someone who might be in an elite quarterback conversation at the right way he's going. And the Stefan Diggs trade paid off and yeah, they ran into a bus all named the Kansas city chiefs or whatever, but still I, uh, I really had a good time watching them play too. Um, especially, uh, late in the season. Then when they, they, they were just beating the shit out of everybody. It was really fun. 
Yeah, it's it's like even talking about the Lakers a little bit. It's like they were kind of ragtag. Like if at the beginning of the season, if you would have said definitively KCP was going to be the third best, uh, he Lakers never made player, a shot when I was watching other than Game Six. But, I swear to God. But no, hold on, but but hold on, that's the thing. No, hold on. So if you would have said at the very beginning of the season KCP would have been the third best Laker, like you would have like anyone would have said they were probably gonna lose in West Conference Finals. And in the regular season during the like in a regular, regular season, like he was not very good. Like he was he was pretty bad. But in the playoffs, he kind of flashed like in in individual games, he would actually flash that like this is this is the this is why they brought this guy on the team, but then when the finals hit, um, he definitely emerged. Um, I, I forget which game it was. I think it was probably Game Four, where he was like clearly it was like basically it was like LeBron, AD, and then KCP, but then we're kind of like running away with it, and you know. Even Rajon Rondo, who was like a big ass question mark, but then in the finals, he definitely proved himself. Uh, I know he's not there anymore, but you know, just for that one series, like he definitely proved like he was a savvy veteran. And you know, <laughs> Dwight, even Dwight Howard made himself useful in the Nuggets series, which what a bounce back for our guy, Dwight Howard, man. I mean, what a bounce back. Yeah. Never would I have thought in a million yeah. years. Never would I too. I was gonna say never would I thought Javel McGee is a multiple time NBA champion <laughs> who who is a journeyman that championship contenders are seeking. Like I yep. never would have thought that. Never would have thought that at all. Mm. Yeah. So moving on to we talked about team of the year. Uh, well, favorite team in the year, at least. Um, I I probably already tipped my hand who I'm going to pick for athlete of the year, so I can just definitely say it now. Year 17, LeBron James. <laughs> but, but George, who is your athlete of 2020? I'll go off the board a little bit um, with an honorable mention to Clayton Kershaw, who finally got his World Series ring after people dragging him for finally not being got able that to win monkey off his back, in man. the playoffs. Um, we'll go to golf and I'll give you, uh, Dustin Johnson, who finished the year number one in the world, won his first masters, won his second PGA championship. He won the FedEx cup. He was the tour player of the year. He won all the money. He was just, he got Paulina Gretzky. He just dominated the year. So (laughs) shout out to, shout out to DJ, but no, just, he's just a generally good guy, you know, kind of like, uh, he does, he's not really effusive. Like, you know, you see him in interviews and he's just kind of. Chill. It seems like a chill dude, not too high strung or anything like that. Like some, you can see some golfers be sometimes. So, um, but happy to see him and seem like everybody else is happy on the tour to see him get some, get those wins, like his first masters and, and to win the FedEx cup. So, um, just played a great year of golf and any golf year that was like weird and disjointed and like started with yeah. fans and then didn't have fans and everything like that. So shout out oh, to him. Yeah. Is golf. So how is kind of golf like what is the state of golf now is it kind of like well obviously the P- the apex of golf popularity was apex tiger and whenever a tiger does anything near a golf course it's going to generate ratings and generate attention but in 2021 i'm i don't think any golf mm-hmm. has happened in january yet but in 2021 like what is the what is this year looking like for golf yeah you got the same kind of push pull with 
like the same kind of dynamics as baseball. So you got like the old people in baseball who are like, no, he shouldn't have done that. You hit him, you know, go hit him, go hit him the next time he's up like that garbage. Um, like the, this, you're finally starting to see some personality in some guys um, like Brooks Kepka and like Rory McIlroy. Uh, Ricky Fowler is a fun guy to watch. So it's it's a lot of, you know, Tiger's got some shout out to um, friend uh, Brett Clevenger, who I'm going to see him. Shout out to Brett. What hopefully, up, Brett? Hopefully in May, because uh, the PGA Championship is at Kiowa uh, in South Carolina, and we went, uh, and, and he invited us down there in 2012, so it's now back there for the first time since, and so we're going to hopefully go see it again. God forbid all the things work out here. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it, it's, so like Tiger's injured, uh, he's kind of had a minor back surgery, but working his way back, he's hopeful, you know, the Masters is, on, is in the regular time slot in, in April this year. Um, and the PGA Championships in May. So he's going to be out there, maybe not playing as much as he usually does. But it's a lot of, it's kind of a mixed bag. That's why I like seeing what Dustin did, because the last couple of times we had so many different, you kind of had a different major winner for a good streak there. Brooks Kepka won back-to-back U.S. Opens, um, not last year's, but uh, the 2018 and the 2019 Open. Um, so he's been popular, but he's been having some injury issues. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a mixed bag. But some of these younger guys are finally, because it's always been like, who's going to be the heir to Tiger? And some of these younger guys, I think, are finally starting to get some traction. Rory McIlroy um, has been around for a while, but he's he's obviously one of those guys. But like Ricky Fowler um, hasn't won a major yet, but he's a fun young guy you can watch. Justin Thomas is another guy who's got some personality to him. Um, and you got, you got to see some of that, uh, this, in the last couple of years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's changing. Golf is changing, hopefully to be kind of more of a less, you know, stuffy sport and more like, Hey, if you got, you know, if you got some athleticism, come out here and have some fun. It's not just like old fat people anymore. It's some guys that are actually like <laughs> legit athletes. Um, Shout out can, to my man, uh, Tom Daly. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, who some people have heard of because he can crush the goddamn ball like 450 yards uh, on a fly because he bulked up and everything like that. So you got guys like that are the ones that are the ones to watch for. Cool, man. Cool. Kellen, so for you. So, Kellen, uh, who's your athlete of 2020? Um, my my athlete of 2020 is LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, hey, no, no contest, man. Like. Ever ever since I I finally made the realization that uh, he's better than MJ, and see there that allowed the, the that's allowed the, the king to be the king. <laughs> there you um, go. And ever since the beauty that was 2016, and then his quest to prove that he's not over the hill, um, that he's not washed. I was so glad to see him come back at a high level, especially after the move to the Lakers, because he like. So much pressure, like before, even before Kobe passed, like that legacy of the Lakers, and he's going to bring championship back, and Magic had helped sign him and everything, and Magic left, and all these different things is going wrong. But, um, yeah, despite it all, despite a global pandemic, my man LBJ brought it home and uh, brought the Lakers another chip. So... It, it was it was something to see, man. Uh, there's There has not been... In my lifetime, another athlete that has played at such a high level as him, and he continues to do so in in this season. So all the all the best, LeBron James, and definitely my favorite athlete to watch. And I just caught me some LeBron, so I'm excited about that. All right, hilarious. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's actually I I got the same model you did, but oh, I was gonna tell you. So I got the same model that you did, um, but in a different colorway, LeBron 18s. Um, nice. They're they're gonna be. I don't know if you got them. Yet, I got 17s. But... Uh, my yeah, there's my 17s are upstairs. I haven't taken a picture of them yet. Oh yeah, maybe there are seventeen. Words. I shouldn't uh, be looking at Twitter right now. Anyway, <laughs> so I know you just saw, Kel. I know you just saw. So emoji. They may be a bit tight. So I don't. They may be a bit like uh. They're I. They're good. Mine's good. good. I like them. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are a bit small, but but no, I'm. I definitely. Uh, LeBron James, it was an amazing. Like year seventeen is nuts. Like year eighteen, like I'm. I think they've only lost like four or five games so far this season. So um, they're they're going to be contenders again. So I think I think this may be the season. Well, I think the Clippers actually may get to the Western Conference Finals this year. So uh, I think it's probably going to be coming down to them too. But I do think one of the teams going to probably have to go through Golden State. Which uh, Steph is really carrying them this season. Like, I'm uh, so happy that Steph is back, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy because especially at the first games, everybody's like, "He's washed, he's washed, he's washed." <laughs> and then this, then my man Steph came back, Chef. Yeah, he's killing him, man. He's balling. Yeah, he uh, broke uh, Reggie Miller's record. I mean, he's second in the three pointers, but uh, he passed Reggie and stuff, man. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah, man. So it's. It's. I mean, he's still a shit. He's definitely still a little shit. But, um, you know, it's, I think the league is funner when you have people to root against. So, he's definitely going to be like a formidable opponent when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you were talking about first game. People were saying he was overrated, um, but he's obviously not. But actually, let's pivot to overrated players of 2020 and I'm going to take this one first the we talked about this trash organization already I, I hope it's going to be we're going to have the same one I, hope, I really hope I think we got a chance here <laughs> and so you know they the the DC United Nations aka the Washington Wizards they traded for a, a guard you know he's coming out of Houston. You know he's he's you know fiery. He gets all these little triple doubles. They're cute, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and and then they you know let's let's we see he's you know healthy. We, we see he's quasi healthy. Let's you know let's bring him on the team. Let's give him a part of organization. But in doing so, they got rid of probably in the last twenty years, maybe even longer the the best team the best player the organization has had for his whole career since they Chris got, Weber <laughs> uh, Gilbert Arenas Gilbert <laughs> oh he's better be, than Gilbert I I would take I would no take I John said Wall. since not not yeah, I'm best, not saying best, that he's best since Gilbert yeah yeah uh, um so well no I would say I would say he's better I would I would take Wall's career over Gilbert's mm. and for for Weber's time in DC, I actually may take Wall over Weber's time in DC because Weber max Weber maxed out in um 
in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those sure years did. was Apex. But his time in DC, it was kind of he was good and he was like really good in DC, but it was just kind of the sort of unfulfilled thing. But they traded away John Wall for this this player who thinks he has style, which that's really debatable. Just because you wear weird clothes does not make you stylish. And just because you get triple doubles doesn't mean you're good. Talk to him. And so, you know, hmm. my vote for overrated player of 2020 is definitely going to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, he, he's average. I remember the stat. The Wizards were like 0-4. He played in three of those games. He got triple doubles in all those games. I don't mean shit. <laughs> like, like it's oh my god! Like the the triple doubles were cute when he was doing it for OKC and for Houston. Now he's doing it to my team, and they don't mean shit. They're all empty calories. You know, it's <laughs> you pass Oscar Robinson. Oh, okay, you broke a record, but you can't get a fucking one. Okay, why not? Why not? But, you know. I'm, I, I much rather would have a point guard who's not hunting rebounds and actually doing facilitation to make your team better and and actually can defend than what we have now. And so, you know, Russell Westbrook, you know, I think, you know, I'm I'm kind of along the lines of the free Bradley Bill campaign. Uh, he shouldn't have signed the extension, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so get Bill to a contender, but make them take Russell Westbrook also. Let's blow this shit up. <laughs> get rid of Stockbrook. Make them take blow, him. Like, blow this shit up completely, man. Like, try to get a try to get a coach that can teach them fucking defense. <laughs> and, you know, it's... They don't, yes. they, man, I got, I angrily, I angrily, I angrily yell at the television for a bunch of things, but they're, they're, pl- the game they're playing against the Pelicans or whatever, the dudes ain't even, bo- they're not boxing out. They don't jump for a rebound. <laughs> like it just, he just, just stands there and he waits for it to bounce and then he sticks his hands up. Like none of them, Bonga, none of them, they don't jump. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. Tom, Thomas Bryant, he was the second best player before he got injured for the season. I mean, but even then, like, you know, when he was still playing, like, he would actually have really spectacular games, and he would have kind of flashes of when he would play good defense. But overall, like, that team defense is shit. Like, we we, we traded away a, a good on-ball defender, a good defender who plays the passing lanes in wall, a good team leader in wall, and then now we're we're just left with a, a a guy that just wants to get triple doubles, and so, and he can't shoot for shit, and so, like you know, West Russell Westbrook's overrated. Is it's you know he when he's winning MVPs, getting averaging triple doubles, and then going out the first round, man, like just <laughs> a long time ago. I, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Then we can definitely move on. A long time ago, I tweeted. If John Wall didn't play for the Wizards, Westbrook would be my favorite player in the NBA. And you know, <laughs> I wonder you know, if you change that opinion. I definitely changed that opinion, man. Like, you know, if, if John Wall got hurled into a into the sun, Russell Russell could not be my favorite player right now, man. Like, like it's just over. I'm just so over it. So over it. 
You're so dismissive of the triple doubles. <laughs> oh man, that was Andy beautiful. Calories, like he, he's like. Let like, him be exciting. Let him be. <laughs> they ain't even exciting. That was the sad part. Exciting, like he's no, not. It's, it's, it's not, they're not exciting. <laughs> it's not. Like, it's not like the OKC years when he was like dunking and jumping out the gym. He was like hyping up, hyping up the crowd. Like that's one thing. Like this guy is just hunting rebounds from centers who were. The center is like he and the center can lift his arm and get the rebound. This guy's wasting energy to to get, to go out of his way to get the fucking rebound. Like, <laughs> and then and then he's not even really like he he can pass, but he he's not really that smart in his passing. Like he doesn't like I've seen plenty of games this year where he's like throwing the ball into like occupied passing lanes, like. <laughs> This shit is crazy, bro. Like, it's crazy, man. Get this guy out of the fucking team. Yo, I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> bro, this shit is crazy, man. So crazy. Uh, Kellen, go next. I'm I'm, I'm done. Go next, Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> so over it, man. I'm so So, uh, my overrated player of the year. That would be James fucking Harden. Wow. Man, James Harden. Yeah, it's still James Harden. I don't know what my... I don't. Yeah, just James Harden. I, I thought it was going to be Chris Paul. Wasn't it Chris Paul last year? No, I, I've actually oh, no. been... I've been on the Chris Paul redemption train for a okay, while now. Okay, okay, okay. Ever yeah, since his, he stopped punching, he was nuts. Well, that, that makes me feel better about him. Um, yeah, uh, Harden... Once again, last year uh, with the Rockets, I mean, had Chris Paul, obviously. Um, they came within a, a ga- two games of beating the Warriors at their peak two years uh, two years prior. Or was that in seven? Was that 17 or, nine, or 18? I think it was 18. Uh, so, yeah, two years prior. And so apparently, though, despite the success that Houston has had the past few years and being competitive and being one of the best teams in the Western Conference who could possibly dethrone the Warriors before Clay and Durant got hurt and everything went to shit for them last year. And then Durant signing with Brooklyn, of course. Um, apparently, James Harden couldn't get along with Chris Paul. So so uh, what does uh, Daryl Morey in Houston do? Like they, they've done the whole time that uh, he's been in Houston. They bend over backwards to please James Harden and they deal away um, which I can now comfortably say one of the greatest point guards of all time in Chris Paul and send them to OKC to bring in your boy, Russell Westbrook. And then they have a little bit of success with some small ball and they're like, oh yeah, we don't need a center. We don't need a center. We can just rely on James and me and, and, and Russell and Russ, yeah. Westbrook's like, I'm not going to shoot threes no more. I'm just going to take it to the rack and this is going to work. And first time, like, oh, they beat the Lakers. It's February. This is a big deal. James Harden, look at his point per average, blah, blah, blah. And then quarantine happens. Everything's shut down. They come back for the bubble. And so here's the Rockets with their small ball lineup going into the bubble. And are they prepared to play in the playoffs? No, not, not, not one bit. Westbrook is out with them. I, I think he contacted COVID, contracted COVID over the summer, like right before the bubble started. So he was out to begin with. He comes back. 
Harden is okay at best. He's scoring points and the Rockets are winning, but it doesn't look sustainable. And then they run into a buzzsaw, no pun intended, uh, called the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. And the Lakers take care of business and send them home. And then what does James Harden do? Man, you know, we, we came really close and I'm playing with my friend Russell Westbrook, who I wanted to play here. Um, so we can just run it back next year. And like when we're trying to play a full season or however this goes. No, what does James Harden do? He proceeds to start bitching again. And then he's like, you know what? I'm also going to eat my feelings all the time. So I'm going to put on some weight and I don't want to play with Russell Westbrook anymore. So, well, uh, hey, hey, he's a professional athlete, Marcus. I, I know you like the thick boys, but but James Harden got a little too pause. thick. Hey, it's 2021. We don't pause. You know what I meant? God damn it. You're ruining my rant. Every time we have a guest, you got to embarrass him. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, Mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka The Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes sports and entertainment news stay all the way and hear who Saki is named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the shred commendations so we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever your pods are casts. The Shredhead Pod is a member of a hyphen podcast group. No seriously though <laughs> um, and then uh, he he's already before the season. I want to be traded. I want to be traded. So the Rockets like, oh, well, we're going to get you. Uh, we're going to bring in John Walls, another disgruntled player, and you can play with him uh, <laughs> once you're healthy and you stop going to strip clubs and everything, and you can contribute to our team. And then he's like, no, I'm still unhappy, guys. And then they're like, okay, well, let's give it a few weeks, see what happens. No, I'm still unhappy, you guys. And then he forces his way out of Houston, and he's on Brooklyn. Everybody's, like, jerking Brooklyn's dicks now. Like, oh, look at these niggas. They're going to win the championship, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck James Harden, man. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Like, you know, I mean, it, it really did. Like, God, now, like, well, the Nuggets, uh, the Nets are definitely going to be in the finals. Um, but Shout out to my man KD, though. I... <laughs> I think the moment shout shout to Katie, yo, Katie is fucking averaging like he's averaging like thirty seven and six on like fifty, uh, fifty and forty splits. Like, like I don't think I don't think playing with Kyrie and Harden should get him the MVP. But um, I think Steph is actually probably going to win the MVP if they make the playoffs. But I think Katie is probably paying playing. The, the best basketball in the league right now. Um, but um, I was going to say, like, when when the bubble, like, I think when they were in the bubble and the implosion was happening, and I think they all knew D'Antoni wasn't coming back. And I think, I think basically that was kind of the moment when they were imploding against um, the Lakers. I think that, Dan, I think everyone knew Dan Tony was going to get fired, and Russell. I think they all knew Russell wasn't going to come back, and with that, like 
Harden. There was kind of no reason to actually keep Harden. Honestly, like I think, I think they tried to do the thing where it's like we don't have to trade you, so we're just not. And then he was like, "Well, I don't have to play hard for y'all." <laughs> and so, like, and that's goes like, both ways, know, nigga. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like you know, there's an argument to be made kind of on both sides where it's like, if you have a player who's disgruntled, you know, just get like, I personally think that if you have a player that's disgruntled, regardless of the situation, regardless of the contract, if he doesn't want to play for you, just, just let him be and like, let him like, don't force him to, to be around the team when he's not going to try hard. Like, like the thing, like, my whole thing, I and I think all professional athletes do this, like whether they're in a situation to where the organization wants them to tank, I think whenever you put the players on the on the court or the field or the diamond or whatever, I think they try hard. Like I like I personally would not want to go onto a, a professional court where the spotlights on me and then just not try hard like on purpose. Like I think that they want to compete even if they're shit. And I just think that the Rockets knew that Harden didn't want to be there. They tried to keep him there, but they just it, it really would have been better served if they just traded him during the before the season started and just saved them the embarrassment of him looking like the Pillsbury Dough man when he was one. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what happened to that picture of him in quarantine where he looked like Moses coming off the mount uh wearing that t shirt. Remember that? No, yes. I, don't, I, don't, I, I did see that. He was like thin and it's like him and a bunch of other guys coming. He's like wearing a white T-shirt and like tight Adidas leggings or something like that. And I was like, whoa. And then like what happened? Like eat his feelings, as Kellen said, from there. I also I want to say that I think and the Nets did it again because they're wearing like the Drazen Petrovic era powder blue stuff. The, the, him Which and powder very dope. Very yeah, it's dope. a sweet look, and they, when they do the court with it at home, it's a cool look. Him in light powder blue is not a good look. They, they got these the Houston H Town jerseys. I'm like, I just think it's the it's the light blue jersey tucked into them damn warm up pants. But then you see him in black when he's wearing like a black top from the side, and he looks completely different. So I maybe I I, I kind of think he's gotten bigger, but also I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that these clothes are not flattering on. <laughs> him. So. Yeah, they're they're definitely not. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. So, George, who do we have for your most overplayer, overrated this, player of the year? This is real simple, and we talked about him before, too. Most overrated player uh, in American sports is Paul George, and the only number I have here, the only stat I wrote down is four years, $190 million. They are paying him nearly $50 million <laughs> a year to play off P and go out in the second round like that. That's, that's what they are paying. We got to get, we got to get some Kawhi. We got to get, oh, we got to get somebody here, you know, oh, he laughs after it probably. And they, they, cause they paid him a whole, they gave backed up the truck and, and dumped out all the money. And all they got was them staring at each other. Like what the fuck happened? And they went out in the second round. That's what happened. So Paul George, we got this image of Paul, Paul George in our mind's eye from like, the early the, part the of Gatorade the Gatorade commercial. Yes. The Gatorade commercial, the Pacers. And it's like, Oh, yes. Paul George. And then it's, I don't, it's up and is he's been, you know, fine, but he ain't like this Steph Curry level of we're paying him $50 million a year. It's ridiculous. Why? Why Paul yeah. George? So Paul George overrated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's all. It's really, it's all you need. When you, no when fan you of say, playoff P. When you say playoff P, you got to spell it P E E. Yeah. So yeah. 100%. I like it. 
Yeah, man. So uh, that was so that's all the topics that we had to discuss for sports. Uh, but uh, quickly, does anyone does anyone kind of want to give their observations for at least their hope for sports in 2021? For me, I I just I hope at least. I just hope that these professional organizations just take their players' health more seriously, honestly. Like, you know, the the NBA NBA getting COVID cases, you know, the moment that they, excuse me, the moment they ended the bubble, like it was going to happen. And they they all took the risk for that. But I just think that there's more that these teams can do. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, the player safety, you know, the NFL has been saying player safety this buzzword for years, but this is a sport where they, they bash each other's heads in like every Sunday. So they don't really hear all players. But, but I just, I think that there's a level of just seriousness that I hope all these organizations take. Um, But it's, it's really hard to kind of say that when these teams are trying to generate money. And so it's, it's always going to be the battle of safety versus money. And I personally hope that safety wins. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are very, I think a lot, a lot of people, if you say should professional athletes go to the first in line to get, you know, vaccines, I'm on the mind, I'm kind of on the mindset of they're not essential workers, but, you know, these are people who, like, we depend on for entertainment. Entertainment is important. We're asking, you know, we want we want sports back. We want our athletes back. Like, if if you know, God forbid, if like Patrick Mahomes had to sell the Super Bowl for COVID, every single Kansas City fan would, and any fan of just professional like football would be like really sad over that, and the game would be cheated. Like, you know, <laughs> it, like it's it's kind of what it is. I know Kellen would be happy. Shaking said no. <laughs> Is it black. is it bad that I was cheering when he got knocked out of the Browns game? Man, yeah, because he's a black quarterback, Helen. Yes, yes, you should feel sad. Yeah, no, no, I don't have to cheer for him. I don't care. I he's thought, a, he's I a chief. Like, well, maybe it's gonna happen. Like I was there for the excitement factor. He's a chief. Like, <laughs> okay, Clay. Just because he's black okay. doesn't mean that I don't go cheer for a Chiefs a Chiefs player. I don't care. Uh, okay, Clayton Bigsby. Um, so wow, I don't so, think I'm that level, but <laughs> but but whatever. no. Like, but no, like I'm Damn. like, if we if we're gonna have if we want our athletes to be at the maximum of their abilities, if we want to have players in the stands, you know, we're we're filing in hundreds and then thousands of people into these stadiums. Just give the players and the coaches and organizations a vaccine. They can afford it because they're rich. You know what? It's 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 a trade off. We want sports. Give them the vaccine. Like I think it's pretty. Simple, but I think it's. I think in the grand scheme, you know, a lot of people may be conflicted about that. But we really just passed a period of where vaccines were expired and wasting. We could have gave it to those athletes already. Yes. That's neither here nor there. So you know, it's you know, I, I'm definitely for getting athletes vaccine first. I, my ass is staying in the house anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly give LeBron James my vaccine right now <laughs> if, if he goes for a title in year 18. Um, but yeah, so uh, George, what's what's the kind of a hope you have for sports in 2021? 
Kind of in that uh, that same vein is um, I hope we get to see a, a safely conducted Olympics uh, in Tokyo, Summer oh, Olympics. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Um, even if it's like, you know, hey, nobody, it's just the athletes type doing their thing and we're not ticketing anybody, blah, blah, blah. Like I had wrote down, you know, like Simone Biles should have been the athlete of the year because she was about ready to follow up on her performance from 2016. Um, and you know, everything gets kind of delayed. And for a lot of those at, you know, a lot of those people, they're in non, you know, we call them non-revenue sports, which is a clunky way of like, you don't make money, but they, they, they put their passion to gymnastics or swimming yeah. or, um, cycling or whatever that or te- tennis, you know, in some way, whatever it is. And they get this kind of moment in the sun and the glory, um, that that is the thing that you train for. And it's not just like a, na- a national event. It's a global worldwide celebrated event. Um, where you can represent your country, which is really an honor. And, you know, a lot of them didn't get, you know, they all didn't get a chance to do it last year. And so kind of like the process you go through as an elite athlete, I don't understand, but like to get yourself in that zone where you're that dedicated to that thing that comes up once every four years and you didn't get it last year. Um, and you're hoping you can get it this year. Like that's, um, I hope it goes on for, for those people because they, they do, you know, incredible amount of, preparation and time for it to kind of entertain all of us and fulfill some of their dreams and aspirations. So hope we get to see the Olympics. Me yeah, too, man. Definitely. Olympics are always a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, winter, winter or summer. Uh, I mean, it's two weeks of nothing, but these athletes who yeah. train their whole life to, to uh, compete for these medals. So I definitely think it would be a great thing if they figure out a way to do it. I'm hearing mixed mixed signals though. I hear that uh mm-hmm. they have no interest over there, but the committee is saying it's still going to happen. So mm-hmm. just like most things uh in this crazy world, it's just a big old mess at the end of the day. Yeah. Ridiculous. Kelly, are you still streaming? Cuz Skype No, says- AOC is crashing Twitch. Oh, <laughs> it's all I can tell you. <laughs> she has like I mean, two hundred some. She has like two hundred some thousand uh, viewers right now, and my shit. bit rate is down to like one hundred and ninety-two. Well, I'm supposed to be doing like fifteen hundred. <laughs> Get back over on yeah. <laughs> so I feel like she. They're still in my bandwidth. So I just shut the shit down. I've been so we're we're just we're just recording audio at this point. All right, cool. Uh, so, it is what it Kel- is. I tried. <laughs> no, nah, we're good, man. We're good. So, Kellen, so what's what's something you wish for 2021 in sports? Uh, is it okay if I say I want one of my teams to be actually competitive, but I just I just know it won't happen because the Bulls are trash and the Raiders have a coach that has seven more years of a uh, hundred million dollar contract. Um. Ooh. They feel, yeah, the Raiders feel kind of like plucky on the edge of something, don't they? Yeah, they did, but then they lost to Kansas City, and then they went downhill. And you know who quarterbacks Kansas City, Marcus Patrick <laughs> motherfucking Mahomes. Clayton, I know who's a quarterback. The only team to beat the Chiefs this year, the Raiders. They couldn't do it okay. twice. Congratulations, you couldn't hey, do it thanks. twice. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Pat Mahomes, he stopped doing stupid shampoo commercials. He don't be putting head and shoulders in his hair. His hair is too nice and curly. He probably takes care of it the right way. Yo, the, the Bulls are only a game out of... Actually, the, the Bulls are tied for eighth. You and I both know they're going to be the Bulls. It's eighth. It's eighth. You know who's the worst team in the NBA? 
Who? The Zards? The DC United Nations. <laughs> they look like they're 3 and 11. And the, oh my God, it's a winning percentage of 214. Nice. The, sec, the second worst team is the Timberwolves, who are 4 and 13. The Wizards are wow. 3 and 11. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the, the, the Knicks are technically in the, oh, the Knicks are technically in the eighth seed, but I mean, if you guys don't jump over the, the Knicks, I mean, that's, that's just y'all fault, honestly. <laughs> um, You're a hundred percent correct, my friend. Yeah. So you want the Bulls to do good, huh? Or, um, my, my or, real, my real, um, 2021 wish is, um, I'd, as much as I like for my teams to do well, um, I'm looking forward to baseball coming back because I really had a lot of fun watching it last year, like George mentioned earlier. And considering that um, I'm once again kind of teamless and I can just kind of watch who I want and not really care about the outcome because all my Red Sox players left and then they traded Mookie. So that was like the last straw. Um, I'm just Sounds interested great. in watching baseball again, man. So, um, I mean, I watched, watched a lot last year, so... Looking forward to more baseball and hoping that um it's it won't be the same obviously but hoping the players stay safe and we get a get a productive fun season is what I'm looking forward to the most. But I want LeBron to win another championship. Obviously, that's always always a goal of mine. If LeBron beats KD, Kyrie, and Harden to win it this year, <laughs> I mean I don't want to hear shit about no Michael Jordan ever again. Like Michael Jordan has never faced. A player as good as Kevin Durant in NBA Finals. I'll just flatly say that. Like, you know, it's 93 Charles Barkley I'm about is probably to say the closest. Chuck, Chuck is like the closest, yeah. The closest. Okay, so who are we taking? Prime Chuck or Prime KD? No, no, that's not even a question. I'm just saying it was the closest to KD. But I'm, but I'm asking the question now, Kellen. Who are we so taking? So 93 Kelvin? Chuck versus 2021 Kevin Durant? Is that yeah. the question? Yeah, it was MVP Chuck, MVP Charles Barkley versus Kevin Durant, who, like I said, he's basically doing 37 and 7 while shooting 50 and 40. Just tell them the game's different. The game's too different. We can't compare it. You know? I'm not going to do that. That's what everybody cops to. I'm going to say KD, obviously. Okay. I did love 93 Chuck, though, man. If If it had been anybody other than the Bulls, I would want the Suns to win. Actually, that Barkley, I'm like, I'm like just joking, but like that Barkley's, that Barkley MVP season is probably one of the most underrated MVP seasons probably Gary, in our lifetime, Gary, honestly. Yeah. yeah, easily, yeah. easily. Yeah, he, he was great, man. He he got a new lease on life. He he uh, got traded from Philly like he wanted, and he went out there and he picked up a Suns team that was already a playoff contender and had good pieces, and he just took them all as far as he could. As far yeah. as he could, and he just ran into the again, the, no pun intended. The buzz saw that was Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and John Paxson for three. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, man. You've been listening to Barack Obama Approved, world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular co-host, Marcus Schoen Mad Love Robinson. 
find Kellen on Twitter and Twitch at B hyphen Instagram at the B hyphen on Facebook at hyphen universe. Same for YouTube. Follow Marcus on Twitter at your mad love S O W I N M A D L O V. Email the show at B hyphen at gmail.com. Music by No Name Tim. This has been a production of hyphen podcast group, hyphen podcast group.com or hyphen universe.com. Have a good rest of your day, everybody, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend. Thanks, y'all. This, this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?